Hello and happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the Airport Minute. I am your co-host, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm co-pilot Mark Cerulli of CovertOps.tv. We are talking about the greatest disaster movie ever made and the granddaddy of all disaster movies, the Universal Studios or Universal Pictures 1970 film Airport starring Burt Lancaster, Dean Martin, and a whole bunch of others. But today we're actually going to be talking about the two main stars who have a nice little uh, head-to-head uh, in today's episode. Dean and Bert are going to be arguing about snow shoveling and how it's done. They make it sound sexy. It is truly uh, an amazing topic that they can get so heated about, yep. considering it. Yeah, the sparks do fly in, in minute 13. So we're the name of this uh, particular episode is This Isn't Alaska, which is a key point in... Mel's uh, argument for and against uh, buying snow equipment. But Mel and Vern are standing on either side of uh, Vern's car, parked in front of the entrance to the terminal. And uh, Mel asks uh, Vern, who's a pilot, besides everything else, you're now an authority on snow clearance. And Vern says, well, I call him as I see him. He's great. And then Vern comes around opening the uh, the trunk of the car to get his uh, assorted luggage out. There's a thing that actors need called business. They always need something to do with their hands. Otherwise, they're delivering these soliloquies. Mm-hmm. The business that Dean has, it's a great one on this. He's got these two big packages. He's got a Samsonite luggage, and then he's got uh, what they call a Jepson bag. Uh, Jepson is a, uh, uh, back in the... Well, back in the day before they had computers, they had these big charts called Jepson charts, and you'd have approach plates to different runways of different airports. And every pilot worth his salt would be carrying his own bag full of charts. And so that's what that's what Dino's carrying here. <laughs> so he unloads it from the back of the Oldsmobile, and he's telling uh, Mel that he calls him as he sees him, like he said. And Mel gets annoyed, and he said, then you're due for an eye check. Yeah. And yeah. Mel drops that big line about, for your information, clearing those runways is the equivalent of 700 miles, a two-lane highway. See, they, they really... I'm, I, Bet you the the screenwriter was uh, locked in a room doing research. No internet back then, so had a he had a secretary doing the research for him. And and did you know that uh, cleaning uh, of runways are equivalent to seven hundred miles of two lane highway? I'm going to use that. Oh, that's good. That's good. Write that's that good. down. Yeah, Write yeah, that yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. So he's putting it down. Write there that they are. Down and make me some coffee. The Hollywood, yeah, and a sandwich with a crust cut off. So he get, you know, he, they're getting all these things, and we're going to get a lot more of these little factoids through the whole thing. In fact, in upcoming in this scene, Dean Martin yeah. unleashes his own factoids. So wait for it. When Mel gives him that thing about the uh, 700 miles of two-lane highway, Dino comes back with saying, "Well, and I'll bet you uh, measured that every little foot all by yourself." He was just really just you know, digging in. So a nice, nice little comeback. And Mel's also responding that they had 10 inches of snow. And Vern, being the world traveler that he is, points out that uh, Anchorage, Alaska, had twice the snow that Chicago had last night. And uh, they also had twice the equipment. Dino, not worrying about a budget, tells him that, well, you should get some more get some more snow plows. Get out there, you know, buy, buy Danny at the snow desk some more uh, uh, snow plows and clear everything out. The thing is, tonight, I don't see, other than the disaster of transglobal flight 45 that was the only snow problem there was never really a, a problem on the uh, on the main runway 29 never had any any snow problems the only problem that they seem to have is that there's these gigantic snow banks next to the runway that uh, any plane could run into so i don't know what dean's complaining about you know it looks like the runways are clean and dry for as far as we've been but don't forget the plane that 
veered into the mush and is stuck jutting out into that runway. I think that might be the issue. What he really needs, rather than a lot of snow plows, is a really big tow truck. Mm. So, I don't know. Vern doesn't understand about this because he hasn't been informed and he hasn't been he hasn't called in and say how's things today at the airport. Nobody nobody in this place picks up a phone unless they've gotten a letter about snow removal and what people said at the last meeting. So, it's not not really big on uh, on phone calls yet. Or unless you're calling home to uh get yelled at uh because you're uh to get yelled at on split screen. Exactly. In in front of your little girls. Right. Ah, oh, that's such a. We'll we'll talk about that some more in a, in a little while. When when phones are used, it's interesting to figure out what the purpose of most phones are here. It's never to deliver good news. Everything here is a tragedy, but nobody ever calls for information. Mm. It's difficult. I can only think of one. Well, we'll be seeing that in about ten minutes. There's, or actually, more like thirty minutes from now. There'll be a uh, there'll be an important phone call where information is passed along. Well, I'm I'm waiting for that moment. In the meantime, we have angry angry Mel and angry Vern yelling at each other about snow shoveling. Here they're uh, they're yelling things about how much how much it costs to uh, to buy snow, snow machinery, which is two million dollars. So now we it's know once the price in ten of, years. Yeah, exactly. So you know, but Mel doesn't want to spend two million dollars. He said, "You want to use what you have." Yeah, you see, Mel, he's thrifty, he's hardworking. When an emergency hits, you use what you have and you work around the clock. Exactly, but you, Vern doesn't feel that way. He's because, an everyman. Yeah, Vern is just Vern has the entire opposite op, uh, opinion because he thinks that this guy is a soft. You know, he's right. he's riding a desk. He's flying he's gone a desk. Soft. Yeah, he's just not there. He's a bookkeeper. He's just a, a little a, a petty shop clerk. Well, this guy's up in the wild blue yonder, thinking about the lives of 115 people behind him in that 707. Just well, that makes him clutch the steering wheel a little bit harder, thinking about all that snow he's got to land on. You know, they each have their own. They each have their own concerns and worries. Neither of them seem to be that concerned about their wives, though. So it's. <laughs> and here's another another important uh, aeronautical factoid that Vern drops that. Uh, uh, a 707 weighs over 200,000 pounds. There you go. You know, again, uh, the... Yeah, it's, it's somebody... somebody secretary. Oh, look what I found. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Oh, get this book. We should check this book out. Oh, it's a reference. We can't take it out. Okay, write everything oh. down. So there's all these little yellow legal pads all over the Hollywood Public Library where these people are writing down. You know, the uh, the research assistant is probably sitting there going, as soon as I get out of this, I'm going to become a cinematographer. I'm going to leave this guy. <sighs> so then they got to go over the mountain to uh, Universal and rewrite all this stuff because it just doesn't fit. The great thing, though, while you're watching this movie, when you see Vern talking about the 200,000 pounds, there's a lot of facts going on there. This, again, is a, well, we've just, be, actually, we've just begun this because this is the first time we're seeing Dean Martin. Dean Martin does not bother, as we talked about in the second minute, Dean Martin never really bothered memorizing things. He could do a line. He could do two lines, maybe. If they were going to reshoot, which he didn't like to do, he might be able to come across with uh, some words. But any kind of thing where there's three or four sentences put together, watch Dino's eye lines because when he starts talking about the 200,000 pounds of 707, he's reading that off of some really big cue cards. He's not even looking at Bert. He's <laughs> it's right over his right, you know, over Bert's uh, right shoulder as he's reading back and forth. Watch those eyes going back and forth reading, you flow those pursuit jobs, you could land in a parking lot when I'm settling down over 200,000 pounds of 707. And he's going on and on about that. It's a fun thing watching Dino read cue cards. Nobody reads cue cards like Dean. He he knows how to do it. He knows how to get it done and uh, be home. Into, I don't think he put in more than two or three takes on these things. It's, uh, it's enough that he got up at three in the morning to shoot the scene. <laughs> 
<laughs> Unless he was at the, uh, I don't know, well, Minneapolis didn't really have much in the way of casinos or uh, nightclubs. I can't imagine him performing uh, <laughs> in the depths of January. Oh, that must have been that must have been really horrible. I I look forward to hearing from anybody who's listened to this who's from the Minneapolis area and is old enough to remember them filming it. There must be some stories about Maybe there's an extra or two out there. Yeah, if you're uh or if your mom or dad was in the show, let us know what what it was like or if you have any memorabilia from the uh from the days when they filmed airport in this uh Minneapolis like a call sheet. Oh, that would be awesome. If you could just just scan it, we would love to see what it looks like. We will post it on the website and credit you directly. There is a great if you're if you're ever at MSP, I think it's on the it's on the east side of the it's by the it, there's a store with a bunch of uh, totem poles and near that store just before you're getting into the terminal area there's a big box that has a bunch of memorabilia with 8 by 10 pictures of them shooting the the movie but it's a great little monument to the movie if you're ever on a uh, a run through or a a layover in Minneapolis St. Paul ask to see the airport museum archives yeah kiosk. by the way that is an enormous airport i once flew to Fargo and had to switch planes there and uh it was a haul Oh yeah, yeah, it's huge and it's really long. It's mighty long and mighty, mighty dry. dry. <laughs> <laughs> and you can still see if you you know if if you're planning a a, a visit a visit to Minneapolis, you can still see Vern's or not or Mel's office up there on the second floor in that narrow little area where his where the offices were. Course. Except all the uh, all the ticket booths are gone now. It's all like uh, J Crew uh, airport sites and a lot of a lot of good. It's a little shopping uh, upscale shopping place, so you can see uh, Brookstone and uh, Best Buy Mobile and all those other little stores are along there. But Mel's uh, that little stairway that goes up to Mel's office is still there. I wonder so. if they have one of George Kennedy's cigars preserved in amber, you know, right in the <laughs> lobby, maybe. Yeah, it's like Jurassic Park. Exactly. The Patroni. <laughs> there it is, the Patroni. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Well, it's a. It is. This has been a great movie. I mean, we've we've gotten to see more of Dino as he is going to start playing a, an excellent uh, role. We're also going to talk some more with Barbara Hale in the next couple of minutes. Thanks for joining us for Lucky Number Thirteen, and we will be talking more about this uh, tomorrow Thursday. So please join us tomorrow. If you'd like to leave a comment or leave us some pictures or stories about your mom and dad being in this movie in the background, your your dad was the guy wearing the uh, uh, yellow rain slicker. Please leave it for us. Uh, we've got a couple of places on social media. You can leave it at Twitter under Airport Minute. You can look for us on Facebook, also Airport Minute. Or you can visit our website, airportminute.com. Leave, uh, leave some comments there. If you're listening to this uh, on a one-off basis, you might want to subscribe over on iTunes and get this delivered every Monday through Friday where we talk another minute at a time. Piping about... hot and fresh right it is. to your De- door. Del- delivered right to your uh, ears on your iP- iPhone or whatever you're listening your device. Your device, yes. It will come to your device. So you can sit down in the car and go, oh, yes, another day, another airport minute. <laughs> we should be so lucky. Yes. Thank you again for listening. And join us tomorrow when we uh, talk some more about snow shoveling in a little adventure we call When the Snow Melts in April. We'll see you tomorrow on Minute 14, right here on the Airport Minute. In the meantime, good day. Bye-bye. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. Thank you.